I guess we learned two things this week. Not your keys, not your Bitcoin applies to more than just wallets and exchanges. And pretty much anything that has its own altcoin is destined to eventually collapse. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022, and that means it is DCA Wednesday. Hopefully, we're going to keep this one tight. This will be a short but sweet episode. I want to focus pretty much exclusively on our DCA stack. Um, But real quick before we do that, I'll look at the vital statistics. We currently find ourselves at a blockchain block height of 753,111. Bitcoin has fallen a bit since last Wednesday. Actually, it was down quite a bit earlier, but it's rebounded a bit uh, since then. Uh, at Currently ringing in at a USD value of 19,184 US dollars per Bitcoin, or 5,213 sats per cuckbuck. If we are lucky and we get that stack in before it goes up anymore, this will hopefully be our cheapest or least expensive stack so far during this DCA journey, um, at least in US dollar terms, that is. Along those lines, if you value your wealth in shiny yellow rocks, it will currently cost you 11.2 ounces of gold to buy just one Bitcoin. And if you value your wealth in pizzas, one Bitcoin will currently score you 1,150 Papa John's pizzas. Not quite as many as the 1,187 last week, but still more than enough to feed a family of four once a day for three and a half years. Three and a half years with a pizza. That is a lot of pizza pie for just one Bitcoin. Oil has gotten a lot cheaper in Bitcoin terms. Currently, one barrel of oil will cost you 463,122 sats, or one Bitcoin will score you 215.93 barrels of oil. That's more than three barrels of oil more than one Bitcoin would have purchased just last Wednesday. For those of you following market capitalization, Bitcoin's market cap is down again, uh, about another 10 billion. Obviously, with the price being down, its market cap is down as well. So we're currently sitting at a market capitalization of $367.3 billion. I know a lot of you feel that that's kind of a worthless statistic uh, because obviously not every share of not every share of a stock or every Bitcoin uh, or every Satoshi out there, if you were to sell them all at one point in time, the value of whatever asset you're tracking in terms of market cap obviously wouldn't uh, if 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 all 20 million Satoshis went on the market simultaneously, the price the price would plummet so dramatically that obviously you would not get $367.3 billion. Uh, and at the same time, you can form an altcoin, issue a million altcoins, sell one of them to yourself for a dollar, and magically you have a $1 million, uh, um, $1, $1 million market capitalization for your scam project. So 
but as Bitcoin becomes more and more of a mainstream asset, that 367.3 billion market cap number becomes more and more important to a lot of investors uh, and becomes more reliable, more valuable uh, of a metric. And looking at the mempool on my umbral node, there are currently less than one blocks where the transactions pending in the mempool. Uh, in fact, there's only 0.38 megabytes pending, not even, not even half of uh, one transaction pending. That being said, the fee estimator is still saying that if you want to guarantee an on-chain transaction be included in the next block, they're recommending a 12 sat per byte fee to be included in the next block. Obviously, unless the mempool, less on-chain traffic gets a heck of a lot busier, anything, any even one sat per byte fee will be included in the next block because um, it's not full yet. So one sat per byte transactions will certainly clear relatively quickly today. The entire time we've been doing this podcast, if you had um, submitted a one sat per byte transaction, it would have cleared within at least uh, within at least a day, if not within a few hours. Uh, and I've made several transactions in the last couple of weeks, even when the recommendations were for 14 or, or more sats per, per block that were included in, within the next two or three blocks. So it was definitely under an hour. Uh, that being said, if you have a very important on-chain transaction you need to get settled right away, uh, take a peek at that mempool, see what it looks like before you decide uh, what whether you're going to go with the recommended fee or whether you're going to try and squeak in a one sat per byte uh, transaction. That metric you know I like to follow, the 24-hour transaction rate, is up quite a bit. Uh, when we did our weekend update edition, there were only 2.53 transactions per second on-chain, and now we're up to 3.1 transactions per second. Below the 3.14 I like to see, but definitely above that 3 transaction per second magic number, and not perhaps, uh, and not perhaps ironically, the price has also been trending upwards in the last few hours. So uh, once again, even though I'm not a TA guy and I have nothing to base this on other than just my observations while doing this podcast, every time I've seen Bitcoin in the 3.14, range or higher, the price has been trending up. We're at 3.1 right now, and the price is trending up, albeit trending up from having been down quite significantly. And speaking of on-chain, we are still 873 blocks away from the next Bitcoin mining difficulty adjustment. As you remember, the previous mining difficulty adjustment was a whopping 9.3% increase. And since then, uh, estimates have been all over the place whether we were going to have an increase or a decrease this next time around. Now that we're getting a lot closer, it's looking like it's going to be a small increase of about 1.8%. In fact, the two different sources I get my estimates from, one is saying 1.80 and the other is saying 1.82. And that is the closest I've ever seen those two sources agree, ever. So it's looking like 1.8% increases pretty pretty likely. Uh, and again, that's about a little over five days away. That's forecast to be sometime on September 13th. And that is because blocks are currently averaging nine minutes and 50 seconds this difficulty epic. As you know, the Bitcoin Core Protocol uh, adjusts the difficulty in mining or finding new blocks to try and keep the average at as close to 10 minute blocks as possible. And nine minutes and 50 seconds is pretty close but obviously not close enough, so that's why they're looking at that 1.8% difficulty adjustment. I want to say thanks again to those of you listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 apps. There are a few of you. We don't have any boosts to read this week, 
but uh, we have received some stats from from those of you who are streaming stats via pod uh, via podcasting 2.0 apps such as Fountain or Breeze Wallet. So thank you. I can see those as they're coming in, and that that really that really makes you feel warm and fuzzy when you see those stats coming in because you know that's kind of like getting a thumbs up on Facebook or you know uh, uh, getting likes likes and follows on social media. It's a little bit of a dopamine reward saying that people are listening and, and people appreciate what you're saying. So, so thank you very much. That is really cool. Along those lines, our demographics of our, of our listeners are pretty much unchanged. The United States is sitting at a solid 50% of listeners. That was up from the 49% and 48% of our listeners from the United States for the last several weeks in a row. So a slight increase in the number of listeners from the United States. Argentina remains number two with 18% of our listeners. So muchos gracias, amigos. Gracias por escuchar. Hope I didn't mess that up. My Spanish is a little rusty. Uh, yo hablo un poquito español. Uh, number three is Germany at 6% of our listeners. So danke. Danke, friends, in Deutschland. Uh, Venezuela, Colombia, and Mexico are all holding in there at the 25 to 3% range. And Sweden, UK, Canada, and Luxembourg are tied for uh, seventh or eighth, ninth, and tenth place. Seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth place with one percent each. So thank you to everybody out there. It's really cool knowing that only fifty percent of my listeners are listening from the United States, because online on Twitter, on Reddit, things tend to be U.S. centric when you read them. There's a lot of people making posts that make big assumptions based on the way things are in the United States, and obviously there's a lot more of you out there listening. Uh, a lot more of you out there using Bitcoin than just people in the United States. And that's really cool that it's reflected in, in, in my listener demographic. So thanks again to everybody from everywhere that's listening, but particularly to those of you in places like Argentina, Germany, Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, Sweden, the UK, Canada, and Luxembourg. Uh, it, it's really cool to see that you guys are listening. Once again, the majority of the news this week continues to swirl around the price. If you were listening to our uh, weekend update episode, or even since then, just yesterday, for example, Bitcoin dropped as low as $18,527. That's the lowest I've seen it. It may have been a little bit cheaper, depending on what exchange you're following or where you get your price data. Um, I was lucky enough to buy the dip. I had a, a what Cash App calls a custom purchase order, but uh, traditional investors refer to a limit order that I had set back in June because, remember in June, Bitcoin went all the way down to like 17,500 something. And I was not, I, I, I didn't, I missed 17,000. I think I got in at the upper 18s. Uh, and I wasn't about to miss an opportunity like that again. So I set a limit order, a custom purchase order on Cash App and it filled uh, while I was, while I was paying attention actually, because I was watching the price trend down. But it was nice to know that I would have bought the dip even had I not been paying attention. Again, I don't include those sats in our DCA stack because for this, the purposes of this podcast, we're trying to show whether dollar cost averaging is a good strategy or whether it's a useful strategy. And I don't want to taint that by um, buying the dip and including those sats in there. Although uh, I recommend, even though this is not financial advice, that if you find anything on sale, whether it's Bitcoin or you know a great price on gasoline and it's something you need, Buy the freaking dip. All right. I've said this a hundred times. 
Well, I've said it at least 70 times, right? Because this is episode 70. But the reason I'm doing this DCA episode and the reason we're DCAing such a little, uh, such a small dollar value is because I wanted to show that it's not too late and that anybody can get into Bitcoin, whether you have $100 to invest, $1,000 to invest, or even as little as $20 to invest. You see people on Reddit and Twitter all the time asking if they're too late or if even $100 is, is enough money. And user skillfun9297 asked on Reddit yesterday uh, his, with the title, DCA $20 a week into Bitcoin? Is this even worth it? It is all I can do. I feel like it's not enough to make a difference for my future. And I think we've shown with this podcast already that $20 a week eventually adds up. For example, just what we've stacked in the last year, if Bitcoin were to hit a million dollars one day, would be $31,617.75. Obviously, Bitcoin has the potential to go even higher than that. But um, I don't think anybody could argue that $31,000 would not make a difference in their future. I don't care whether you're in the United States and you make $200,000 $300,000 a year, an extra $36,000 landing in your lap. Uh, that would make a difference to anyone. And if you're listening in Venezuela or Argentina, uh, I'll bet $31,000. I bet you would consider that enough to make it a difference in your a difference in your future. And we're just getting started because, as I keep saying, dollar cost averaging is a long-term play. Uh, you should not be getting into Bitcoin if you're trying to make money right away. You should not be getting into Bitcoin if you're planning on selling your Bitcoin ever, really. You should hopefully be planning on spending that Bitcoin one day. Um, but definitely not for at least one full halving cycle, which is a minimum of four years. Ideally, 10 years or longer would be even better. Anyone who's made serious amounts of money in Bitcoin has been in for more than one halving cycle. And we intend to keep this DCA stack up as long as possible. So, hey, user skillfun9297 from Reddit, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, $20 a week is enough to make a difference. And anything you can do is better than nothing. So uh, hopefully you're following along and hopefully you're stacking that 20 bucks a week and hopefully you will see sooner rather than later that it was a good decision. More proof that we're still early. Here's something that I wanted to go over just to keep this in perspective. The top five companies per market cap, according to Investopedia. Remember, Bitcoin has a market capitalization of $367.3 billion. The market cap of Apple alone is $2.65 trillion. That is 7.2 times larger than the market cap of Bitcoin. Microsoft has a market cap of $2.1 trillion. That's 5.72 times the market cap of Bitcoin. Alphabet, the parent company of Google, has a market cap of $1.54 trillion. That's 4.19 times and approximately 50% higher than Bitcoin's market cap was even when Bitcoin was at its all-time high of 69000 Amazon similarly has a market cap of $1.4 trillion. Tesla has a market cap of $9.1 billion. If you add up all five companies, that's a combined market cap of $7.79 trillion. That's 21 times the market capitalization of Bitcoin. If enough people purchase Bitcoin, that would be the same amount of money that's invested just in those five companies. That would, that would, that would give Bitcoin a market capitalization well, if Bitcoin's market capitalization was $7.79 trillion, the equivalent of the market cap of those five companies, that would put Bitcoin at an approximate share, an approximate coin price of $402,864 per Bitcoin. 
And that is just a drop in the bucket when it comes to people investing. Obviously, there's a lot more money than that tied up in stocks. And I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that that one day in the not too distant future, there would be as least as much money invested in Bitcoin as is invested in Apple. I mean, I know Apple's the largest company in the world, but uh, it's just a drop in the bucket when it comes to the, the money that, that people and institutions have invested in, in various assets, various commodities. So uh, we're early. Even if we only, even if we only, you know, even if we only get to where we're, we have the same market capitalization as Amazon, uh, that would that would be a brand new all time high for Bitcoin. That would be, you know, what our previous all time high was about sixty nine thousand dollars of Bitcoin. So that would be triple where we're at right now. Uh, and there are not a whole lot of other assets out there where where tripling your money wouldn't be considered just making an absolute killing. All right, a little bit of reminding, a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, downers for some of you, a little bit of bad news for some of you, but a solid reminder for everyone else that not your keys, not your Bitcoin applies to mining pools as well as to, as to exchanges. Poolin announced yesterday that they were halting withdrawals, citing liquidity issues, which sounds pretty familiar by now, doesn't it? It seems like, you know, before anybody admits that they're in trouble, the first thing they do is they prevent you from withdrawing your coins and they say, oh, we're having liquidity issues. We've seen that. Well, we saw that with, uh, we saw that with Celsius and we saw that with Terra Luna. Uh, we've seen that over the years with, I mean, from Mt. Gox to Quadriga to you, you name it, it, it's happened numerous times, time, at, time and time and time again. And the one thing, the only thing that would have saved the people in any of those examples is that they had simply withdrawn their coins to their own hardware wallets. Now, I know with mining pools, uh, they do have minimum withdrawal thresholds, but most of them are pretty low, uh, you know, not not like in the Satoshi level, but uh, somewhere around, you know, 100,000 sats or a million sats. I think a million sats is pretty much the standard for most of the mining pools I'm familiar with, which is a decent amount of money, but it's not life savings amount of money. And uh, there's no reason to keep your coins. If you're mining at home, make sure you're withdrawing your coins to your hardware wallet as soon as you meet that minimum threshold, or at least a threshold that you're comfortable with. Um, I know that people are worried about about having the tiny UTXOs in their hardware wallet in case in case mining fees ever go through the roof again. But you that's a decision you're gonna to have to make. The point being get your get your coins off of the mining pools as soon as possible. And from what I've gleaned online, um Poolin was Poolin was a particularly egregious example. Um apparently they were encouraging their miners to not withdraw their coins with promises of DeFi yield. And that should have been a huge, huge red flag, especially after the DeFi debacle of just the last few months. I mean, we've seen that anytime anyone's offering yield, especially when they're offering it through their own S-coin, their own altcoin, that that has just been a disaster waiting to happen. And according to an article from Crypto Mode from February of 2021, this article is over a year old now, quote, enthusiasts can earn an APY of up to 690.48% basically utilizing the company's very own shitcoin. I, I, I shouldn't have to say it, right? If someone's promising you an annual yield of 690%, 6.9x your investment, if it's too good to be true, guys, it is. You know, that's that time old saying has been around since long before Bitcoin. Um, 690.48% to not withdraw your coins. 
from Poulin. That should have been a massive, massive red flag. And if you're out there mining with Poulin, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Fortunately, there are many other pools out there. Uh, do your own research, but two of the pools that I'm most familiar with, that I'm most comfortable with, are uh, BTC.com and Slush Pool. Slush Pool probably being my my favorite. If I were going to recommend a mining pool, it would be Slush Pool. I guess they're going to be Brains Pool now, which is kind of a shame. Seeing as how Slush Pool was the very first mining pool, uh, there's a lot of history there. I think I know Brains owns Slush Pool now, but uh, rebranding, I think, is, I guess maybe it really won't matter, but you know, it would be like um, it would be like some new startup company, Brains Cola, buying Coca Cola and then changing the name of Coca Cola to Brains Cola. You know, Coca Cola is known all over the world. Uh, you've got that brand name recognition. It just seems stupid um, to to get rid of it for free. Uh, it's not like they're selling the name Slush Pool or losing it in a lawsuit or something along those lines. Speaking of lawsuits, I know we're all waiting with bated breath to see what the outcome of the CSW lawsuit against Hodelnut is. I just checked Hodelnut's Twitter account, and he has not posted any updates since last week when he said he wasn't going to tweet again until after the trial was over. I know he's got a lot of people backing him, and fortunately, a lot of people have donated a lot of Bitcoin to help support his defense, which I understand has cost more than $2.5 million now to defend himself against the lawsuit for calling CSW a fraud when CSW claimed that he was Satoshi Nakamoto. All right. Um, I promised I would keep this short but sweet, and I'm already kind of running over bounds, so let's get right into it. Again, today is DCA Wednesday. That's when we dollar cost average. What is DCA, you might ask? If you don't know or you're just following along for the first time, DCA is short for dollar cost averaging, which is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price. For example, this will be our 59th stack. We started stacking on July 28th, 2021, a little over a year ago. And so far, we've stacked 58 times. We've done that at just $20 a stack. And that $20 per Wednesday has earned us a stack of 3,161,775 sats, which uh, I don't think anybody could poo-poo as, as you know, not, not even worth it. Uh, and we're just getting started. So, and the, and the longer Bitcoin stays cheap, the more sats we're going to add to that stack. For example, uh, we have stacked, well, we started this, unfortunately, unfortunately, we started our dollar cost average experiment right in the middle of the bull run. So we stacked all the way up. We didn't quite buy the $69,000 high, but we got close. We bought as high as $65,969.29. And we've purchased as inexpensively as $19,949.18. That was last June. Since then, Bitcoin went back up to between the twenty dollars to $24,000 range. And we made a whole bunch of stacks in that twenty dollars to $24,000 range. Until the last two weeks when Bitcoin has trended back down. Uh, we almost made a new cheapest purchase ever last Wednesday. Um, and I spent so much time talking that the price went up before I went ahead and made that purchase. So we squeaked in just uh, about $50 higher than our cheapest purchase ever at $19,989. If I go ahead and make that stack now, hopefully I will be stacking more sats than we've ever stacked before. Our cheapest purchase got us 97,999 sats for that $20. And if we 
hurry up and get this cash app open and stack now. Hopefully we'll get more than 100,000 sats this time. And as I mentioned, I'll be using the cash app to make this stack. Cash App is not available everywhere, but if it is available where you are, I find Cash App is one of the easiest ways to stack sats. It is not the cheapest way to stack sats. There are exchanges that will let you stack um, cheaper than the two and a quarter percent fee that Cash App charges. Although the places that claim to let you stack for free do charge a spread, which means they charge you more than the fair market value for Bitcoin, which is essentially charging you a fee. And they also usually charge you a mining fee to send your Bitcoin to your hardware wallet. And Cash App will let you transfer your Bitcoin to your hardware wallet for free. So for small amounts like $20, where we're going to spend about 45 cents in fees, the fact that they're going to let us transfer it to our wallet for free kind of makes up for that. If you want to use Cash App and you don't already have it, there is a referral code in the show notes where you'll get $5 free just for signing up. We'll get $5 free too. And then Cash App is not a sponsor of the show. Everybody that has a Cash App account has a referral code. We're nothing special. But if you want to support the podcast, not only can you do so for free, if you sign up for Cash App using that referral code, you'll even get paid uh, for doing so. So uh, please consider doing that. They did change the, the Cash App around a little bit last week. I'm not super happy about this. There used to be a little Bitcoin logo in the bottom right-hand corner of the Cash App as soon as you open it up. That is not there anymore. You have to click on your cash balance, and there you will see stocks and Bitcoin. Cash App will let you buy stocks as well. I don't recommend investing in the stock market right now, especially with a lot of people forecasting an upwards to 50% drop coming, especially if the United States enters a depression or a severe recession. Uh, But this isn't a stock show, it's a Bitcoin show. So we're going to tap my Bitcoin balance, and then it will let you tap buy. And I'm going to enter $20. And it's going to ask me to confirm. And boom, just like that, we've purchased 101,581 additional sats. That is going to be our cheapest, our cheapest stack ever. We bought it a we bought it at purchase price at nineteen thousand two hundred and forty five dollars and seventy seven cents, so not quite as cheap as it was this morning when it was in the eighteen thousand dollars something range, but still the cheapest we've ever stacked, and that's going to bring our total up to three million two hundred and sixty three thousand three hundred and fifty six sats, and perhaps most importantly, that's going to lower our average cost basis to thirty six thousand one hundred fifty nine dollars and ten cents. That is down another $529.15. If Bitcoin keeps staying this inexpensive, see, just in August, we dropped almost $2,300 off of our our average cost basis. So the nice thing about dollar cost averaging is we're buying the highs, but we're also buying the lows. Uh, Of course, you can go ahead and buy that dip when you get the chance to. And of course, we did. However, I'm not including that, as I said, in our stack, because the purpose of this podcast is to test out the thesis of dollar cost averaging. And hey, for users, uh, for for people out there like user, I'm sorry, I've got to scroll up here. Um, Like that Reddit user that I just quoted a few minutes ago, um, who said he could only afford to invest $20 a month in and, and was it worth it, I think we're rapidly showing that that twenty dollars a month, uh, it, it builds up fast. I mean, we've we've been doing this for over a year now, but it sure doesn't seem like it. Um, these episodes come by. It seems like every Wednesday, it's like, oh wow, it's time to do the podcast again already. It's amazing how much how fast time flies. And right now, with Bitcoin down, this is as good a time as any to get in and start building that stack. 
They say the best time to have purchased Bitcoin was 10 years ago, but the second best time is right now. And that's never been truer. So if you're out there and you're wondering, you know, if it's too late, it is not. It is absolutely not not too late. And if you only have $20 a month, hopefully you have more than $20 a month. Because if you can invest more than $20, you will be doing even better than this stack. But even if you only have $20 a week that you can afford to invest, um, you know, you would have already... You, have, you would have already put away 3.3 million sats. Uh, so it is not too late. Get started. Uh, if you see those dips and you have some dry powder to add to your stack, by all means, go ahead and do so. Uh, that is about all I wanted to cover this week. If you have been listening and you've enjoyed this podcast, there's a couple of ways you can support us. The first thing you can do is please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you know, a five-star review goes a long way to helping other people hear these podcasts. I don't think enough people have reviewed this podcast that we're even showing a review on Spotify. Uh, they, they, I don't know what their threshold is for the minimum number of reviews. Uh, and that's, I guess, so people don't spam their own podcast reviews. But please, if you're listening and you enjoy this podcast, give us a review. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated. That does matter. It, it, does, it does affect the algorithm of, of what people see. So the more, the, the more people that review our podcast and give it positive reviews, the more people will see this podcast when they're searching for podcasts to listen to. And the more people uh, that get to listen to the podcast, hopefully the more people will be helped getting into Bitcoin, will be helped becoming orange-pilled, will help building that stack. Also, please follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, we are at BTC Bulletin Pod, at BTC Bulletin Pod. Uh, if you feel so inclined, you can tip us via Twitter. We do have tipping enabled. You can also support us directly through the anchor.fm support link that's in the show notes. But the easiest way that you can support us is just by listening on Fountain App. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app, such as Fountain, uh, you can listen to fr for free. But if you would like to help support us, there's people out there streaming a sat per minute. Um, or if you don't want to stream anything per minute, but you want to give us a tip when we say something particularly cool, that something you particularly enjoy, you can send that as a boost. The neat thing about that boostergram is you can you can send it as it, well. It is a message. You can send it as a message. You can you can remain anonymous, but you can also send us a message. Reach out and tell us what you like about the podcast or what you don't like about the podcast. And if you do send us a boostergram via Fountain app, and it isn't a shill or anything obscene nothing derogatory or anything that's going to get us in trouble. And more importantly, if you don't say, please don't read this on the air, we will read your boosts on the next episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin podcast. Um, but again, until then, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.